And now, it's time for the show, This Old Dungeon. Hello listeners, this is Lou Lu. Wanted to let you know what you're in for tonight. This is an almost live recording from GameholeCon 2022. Uh, we're going to talk all about that convention, but we're also going to get into our This Old Dungeon version of The Jade Hair, one of the most collectible and highly sought after modules, not for its content, but for its rarity. So, uh, hope you enjoy this episode, just a real quick one today, and we'll be back at you with a normal episode in just a week or two. All right, so uh, so for those of you joining us, uh, most of us, except for one loser, <laughs> are live from GameholeCon. I, I, I am that, that outsider. Wish I was there. Was there last year. We'll go back next year, hopefully. Uh, how's it going, guys? It's going great. It's, uh, I think people, people are excited, energized. A lot of people I have not seen in several years, so that's been super fun. Bill? Yeah, same. It's uh, you know, we were here last year, but it's definitely a different feel this year. I mean, last year was still very COVIDy here. I mean, yeah, oh, without yeah. getting into that, you know, it was still mask rules and other things, and it just it, it didn't seem as as you know as is open. I guess it's a, a great word for it for me right now. Is uh, uh, Not- everyone's jacked to be here, and I'm seeing people I definitely haven't seen in a few years. So, and not um, to mention that we are, you know, we're in in Wisconsin in the depths of their their bitter fall and it's like 70 degrees and sunny outside it's just brutal (laughs) (laughs) to be indoors (laughs) yeah well i I mean we've been here when it snowed so this this is great um, yeah did the food trucks already so we've had some uh, had some food truck food and it's it's thursday it's mid-afternoon on thursday so most people going are just now arriving or just kind of getting there yeah yeah so the vendor hall opened up at 10 um and uh, it, it's it's been there was, a, uh, there was been, a wave of zombies that came in at ten, but yeah, uh, it, it's exactly. Calmed down since then, <laughs> it, it's calmed down. But it's there's you know it's a it's a like we're in the heart of game time right now too. Right, so people have got gaming sessions. We're kind of in the middle of that, so you know you'll, you'll get waves. We've but, got people sword fighting about fifty feet from me, so that's pretty good. Well, that's nice <laughs> down the hall. <laughs> um, you have another con you can compare it to. I, I got my own thoughts on this, but let me have you guys go first. Like for people who have never been, what should they expect if they go? Um, I, oh, go ahead. Now go ahead, Edwin. You're going to have a better one probably than I am. Well, I was going to say that it's, I feel like it is the best organized con and it feels because of that, it feels smaller than it is. Like there's so much going on, but it's clean. It's organized. You can find what you want. The, the staff is, takes good care of you. They're just, so I actually don't have another con I can compare it to. Uh, I mean, that I can say it is similar to. Obviously, I can compare it to you know anything. Uh, but, you know, it's it's much bigger than a lot of the cons that I really like. Uh, but it feels cozy. Yeah, I, I'm going to echo what Adam said. And this this convention, I think, at the end of the day, they're, they're probably going to do five, six thousand somewhere. I believe in that range, uh, which makes it more of a you know I think what, by today's standards, certainly a mid-sized convention. Uh, I wouldn't call it small, you know, I mean, Gary Khan's half the size, but this, uh, uh, you know, this convention just, well, first of all, the staff's amazing and you're never, you aren't going to come to a more organized and better run convention in America than this thing. I mean, just, it's been that way for years. Uh, Alex, Josh, I mean, this is way better organized Royce, they're, they're amazing. Game. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. I mean, if, if you want to compare it to one, I mean, so I can't compare it to a lot of contemporary cons necessarily. Uh, but if you go back old school, I mean, this has a very, Oh, it's hard for people who weren't there. This reminds there, me of a 1987. Dude, I'm going there. No, it's way too new. I was going to say early 90s Gen Con is what it reminded me of. I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go even earlier than that. I'm going to, I'm going to call it early mid 80s uh, conventions. It's got that size of a lot of them, um, but it's in a, a, a big arena, lots of room. Uh, conventions used to be kind of run that way by and large, you know, they were either held at universities with lots of space um, and a lot, a lot of different things going on. And game hall has that game hall has got old school games. Yeah, it's, it's got modern gaming. It's got, you know, it's got all those, the family gaming stuff. It's got a lot of variety, dungeon, which is really nice. True dungeons here. So yeah, it's it does got elbow room too, which is rare. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but if, yeah, as far as being well run, I mean, this place runs like clockwork. I mean, it's just amazing. 
And it's got a great lot of great. It's got an auction coming up Saturday, which is a pure old school auction. Everything in that auction is going to be stuff produced prior, most likely to like 1981. Um, there's nothing. I mean, it's amazing. It's going to be amazing. So Jim Kitchen's coming in to, to run the auction. He is the he's the top of the heap as far as auctioneers go. Very, very uh, quick-witted, man. I love uh, when he does auctions the last <laughs> couple of years for North Texas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, any gaming so far? Nope. Nope. Not here. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not, nope. not game Got yet. in. Uh, uh, I got in last night. Uh, spent this morning at the booth uh, talking to people. It's been a lot of catching up with people, which has been yeah. great. Uh, same I, don't, I feel like I no longer comes to cons to play games somehow because because unlike you guys, I actually play games. <laughs> Unbelievable! Screw um, you, man. <laughs> I, I got a Sunday group. We 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 play about every other Sunday. Oh, we man. uh we were saying we got in late late yesterday afternoon. We got our got our all our vendor space set up, and then and, you know it's it's usually socialization night. You know, after that, and we we all went and hung out. I think over at the Sheraton last night. And, just had a couple of drinks and, and enjoyed ourselves. I, you is know, gaming in the one that's connected. It's not the no, okay. um, connected hotel here. This is a, this is the one odd thing about, about this convention space. It's a very nice convention space. It's a place called the Allegiant center. Uh, really nice space, tons of room, huge, but the most conventions have um, convention spaces uh, or event space. have got, typically a very modern new hotel attached to them, usually a Hyatt or a Hilton, typically mm -hmm. sometimes a Marriott. This has got a Clarion. It's not any of the original three that I just mentioned, by the way, it's, uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, it feels like it's, you know, roadside I 75 in the middle <laughs> of Tennessee, uh, not to offend anyone from Tennessee, but just, uh, there it is. Um, it, the Sheraton's across the road. Uh, it's, it's a, it's, it's a nice place. We're at the, there's a holiday Inn express, which is brand new. It's a really nice place. Um, there's another Hilton's got a small place across the road too. So there's some convention hotel space real close. Honestly, that's where the one thing I do got to say, I mean, there's like you were saying, I mean, there's tons of hotels in the area all within five, 10 miles. And yeah. the, uh, the parking lot for the Alliance center is just huge and you don't have to pay. You just, Go, well, no, at least you didn't yeah, last year. free parking, huge parking. They yeah. have overflow in the back. Um, and like I said, there's hotels. There's four of them within walking distance, um, maybe five yeah, now. A nice um, walk. And like, like I said, the Clarion is attached to the convention center. You can stay inside, which is nice on those snowy days. But um, uh, buyer beware. <laughs> Edwin, now, have you ever been? I know Bill has, but ha have you ever been to the game hole proper? Like gone and seen Alex's no, gaming space? No, I have not. Okay. That would be fun, though. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, if you get there on Wednesdays uh, on the, in the evenings, he ho – well, in the past, anyhow, he's hosted a party there, and you can go, and and uh, it's above the restaurant he owns. Uh, so you – No, I have not seen it either. Oh, you haven't? I'm, I thought I'm, last no. time I talked with you – or last time I went, I talked with you, and you had. Oh, yeah. it's. No, I mean, it's kind of – I've never been in there. Uh, it, it, and it's not even necessarily invitation only. It's kind of like, well, whoever shows up that night, it, it normally starts like eight, nine o'clock on a Wednesday. Um, yeah. Just, well, it's usually it up there, I feel like, cause here they had, uh, last night I got in too late for it, but Monty Cook, uh, sponsored a opening ceremonies party to celebrate their 10th anniversary over at the Sheraton, um, um which I guess was pizza and booze for, yeah. for gamers. It's always good. Good combo. <laughs> <laughs> Either of you guys go to the no, no. after the after the drive. We all got in too late to go uh, to oh, go man. party. I guess <laughs> we went over, but think, we just uh, yeah, we went over and we just. I think you came in, Edwin. When we've been we were just in a kind of an overflow area, having a couple of drinks with right. people. I didn't really. I, I walked into the party. I got there later too. I mean, I was kind of doing. Then stuff they closed the bar on me. That was very. They sad. closed the bar on us. Yeah, yeah that wasn't fun. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that I think Friday, tomorrow, I think the uh, gaming and BS crew is hosting a, uh, a similar event at one of the hotels. So it's, it's a nice, uh, one of the nice things about the con, I feel like, is the, the groups of communities that are here that are all doing things. Like, there's a whole mess of overlapping circles, of course. A social and, uh, events. To... A lot of social, a lot of, yeah, destination. People are just coming here to see each other, to, 
to trade adventures back and forth, to <laughs> swap things, to give T-shirts to each other, whatever. Like just watching this morning in the in the convention hall, the number of non-financial transactions that were taking place <laughs> of well, like, oh, I brought this to the convention to give to you, and oh, I'm passing along a greeting from so and so, and can you sign this? Just like all that kind of stuff. There's so much to that going on. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's been busy, a busy day. I mean, like I said, we we did come last year. And, uh, um, but this year certainly feels like there's a lot more of that. Well, Edwin's describing going on. Um, it was still very, like I said, it was a very COVID year last year still at game hall. It was great. Don't get me wrong, but, but this year has a definitely a different feel to it to me. Um, we're seeing, uh, oh man. Uh, so we just, uh, uh let me, I got to show it to you. This is, this is ridiculous. Let me, I got to show it to the guys. I'm on, I'm on a live podcast right now. So let's, let's take a look. So not, this is not, a, a 3D printed. Oh, just let it moment. He 3D printed figure of the thing oh, wow. from the thing in the oh, valley. Wow. So it just wow. came over. Cow. It's, uh, <laughs> what is that, like eight inches tall? My goodness. That's it's awesome. probably close to a foot tall, right? I'd be 11. With the sword, yeah, he's he's every bit of twelve plus, I would guess. Yeah. Oh man, wow. this is this is ridiculous. So this is why we come to Gamehole, guys. <laughs> it sure is. Now, now is oh, that by the, the same artist that's doing your your uh, oh what are they called the files for printing three D objects? My goodness, STL files. Uh, S- Our yeah. STL files. Yeah, is he uh, the STL file guy? The guy that's making the ones for yes. your your yeah yeah yep. Kickstarter. Wow, that's yep. it's amazing, man. That, that that's that a really uh, sharp looking statue. It's crazy. It weighs like a pound. <laughs> that is cool um what, what yeah, all have you seen uh, that's, that's crazy away like that i mean are, are there any any vendors anything that you're like oh wow you know that's this is their big premiere i think it's different uh i don't know edwin you feel on that way yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of people i've never seen before here i mean there's the usual suspects you know are, are kind of here but um and, and by that i'm gonna say like frog gods here all right uh, Beetle and Grimm is here. Chaosium's here. Cobalt Press, we're here. Um, the uh, it was is it Wormwood? Wormwood's yeah. right. Yeah, we're right, right in front of us. Right across the hall from yeah. you there. That yeah. booth impressed me. Oh, it's yeah. a pretty Dude, sexy I, just, looking. A lot of wood. I, just I'm never bored sitting at this booth right now. I'm like, wow, <laughs> just <laughs> plenty of eye candy. But yeah, um, I haven't had a chance to actually to walk through the whole vendor hall yet. So uh, we you know, came yeah. in and we got <laughs> we, we, we actually did yet. get. We actually did get busy this morning and kind of stayed that way. So it was nice. But uh, Free League is here. They're right kitty corner to us. Um, I'm just trying to remember who else I've seen here. But, you know, a lot of the Kichi stuff, right? Uh, uh, Dice, really, I won't call it Kichi, but candles. But, but yeah, right, exactly. Uh, T-shirts. Kind of stuff, right? Like T-shirts. Dial, yeah, dye trays. And- sure. Yeah, there's, oh, there's plenty stickers. of that here. If you want that, yeah. there's a lot of that here. Yeah, book publishers, there's... Oh, DCC's here. Goodman's here. Um, oh yeah, yep, yep. Uh, there's probably five, six, right? Maybe actual, wow. actual publishers. I, w- I would say. Um, couple multiple hobby stores. Um, Chimera is here, right? Isn't that? Oh, I know Alex there? has a pretty good relationship with Watsy. Do they, do they have a presence at Game Hall this no. year? No, I don't okay. believe so. No. Well, Beetle, like, Beetle, Beetle and Grim is here. It's probably as close as you're going to get. Okay. Yeah. They have well, a, I haven't a, checked, a, but I assume they have the big. Uh, they they have normally a really big adventures league section of the con, and a lot of stuff associated with that in yes. terms of you know, it, new adventure releases and all that kind of thing. So, so yeah, they, I, their I, presence is definitely present, but it's not <laughs> at the vendor hall presence. No, they have a whole hall. So I'll, I'll name drop Thomas Valley, who runs Adventure League for a lot of these conventions. Is here. He's he's actually lives. He's a neighbor of mine down in Florida, where, where I moved into. <laughs> ben actually has known him when he did the Disney College program, so he's known him for a while. But he came by and we chatted, and uh, uh, that was a great conversation. But yeah, so that, that's a big that's a big deal here. Uh, Adventures League is a really big deal here. I have not again. I haven't had much of a chance to to get around to too much of the convention hall, so uh, yeah. or other areas. But yeah, AL's big presence. But I, I don't know what else they have down there. Go see. Yep. What about yeah. you? What have you been up to, Lou? <laughs> oh, not much. He's trying to I, kill uh, himself. Yeah, I'm. Uh, 
10 years ago, I made a promise to my kids that when we moved into this farmhouse that I would build this tree house for them. And uh, make a good now on they're that all promise. Driving. Yeah, oh, now, nice. they're... <laughs> <laughs> now, now that they're in college. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, it, it's got six foot walls, so they can almost still fit in it, you know. But uh, now it's that's uh, so a dadism that. if I ever yeah. heard one, man. <laughs> <laughs> but two of them are young enough to still enjoy it, and the other two are old enough that within three or four years they might have kids that'll enjoy it so uh, nice. <laughs> yeah we're, we're going all out uh it's uh you know it's like a multi-level tree house it's like the base oh, wow. floor is like 11 foot in the air it's got a tube slide it's got like a retractable stairs and all this crap Lou is so, throwing you down you had over to wait there, for the you had to wait for the tree to get big enough to uh, there you go yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what i've been doing this week and then this weekend i got a couple of family events i have to go to so it uh it's kind of a no-go for jen or for a uh, game hole con this year but i oh, miss you here yeah. yeah, we do but that's what i'm saying yeah so um for those listening, uh, hopefully uh, with this episode, you're going to notice uh, we're making a few changes. Uh, hopefully the intro's going to be a little expiated, a little, little smaller. Um, and a- as the months come, we'll, we'll be kind of refining some stuff, trying to get our podcast down to uh, a quick and nimble version of itself. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, okay, good. <laughs> hopefully you at home are laughing too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh uh, but I wanted to mention that because uh, we, we are kind of looking at some things. We're going to we're going to try to uh, be a little more sporadic in our uh, uh, having the, the guest hosts and whatnot. I uh, was trying to go every other episode or, or, or less on that and kind of get back down to, to what we had intended to be doing, which is talking about old adventures and, and products and, and how we'd use them nowadays. Uh, so with Game Wolcon, we don't talked about like, you know, Alex, he's known as one of the, the biggest uh, or owning one of the biggest D&D collections uh, in America. Anyhow, um, and one of the rarest items in that collection is the uh, the module, the Jade Hair. So uh, I don't know if we're, we're ready to jump into that or not, but uh, figure we, we can sure get can be. I think yeah. we're good. And if yeah, if my if my little uh, weird brain punches up something else for game hole i'll pop it in definitely oh, they also have a paint and take yeah, they, to talk yeah. Oh, of course i'm going to be total stream about they have a paint and take here uh i mean there's there's stuff for everyone here it really is it's just a lot of families do come to game hole by the way yeah you do see a lot of kids yeah yeah well the for one sure. thing I get uh, that in. the one thing i really enjoyed about game hole con um there's this group called the dead game society yeah which uh you know they're always <laughs> running games that are out of publishing mm-hmm. out of uh out of print i mean um and you don't, there's only a few conventions you can catch them at and game holes, one of them where they have a real strong presence. Uh, for so sure. that's one of the things I love. About I'm, I'm super, super excited next year for them to run me through some 5e. <laughs> 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 just killing us. Just, just got to do it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so our module today, the Jade hair. Um, so Bill, you actually own a copy of this. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah. I've only seen the copy at the actual game hole. I never even knew this product existed until I got into looking up, um, you know, out of print uh, D&D modules. Um, so, yeah, Bill's, Jade, yeah. The, the history on Jade here is it, it, it was uh, you had to buy it mail order. It's the only way you could get it. And uh, it was it came out at the time when it, the last TSR um version of basic you want to call it was we commonly refer to the black box version there's actually two black box versions of the game one's an eight and a half by 11 roughly sized box the other is a large um landscape box which is like 11 by 17 it's actually yeah, it looks like a board game or something it, it's it's very large and, that, and that's and that one that has game, all the cards reference cards yes and stuff yeah, there, both, right? yeah both both contents are I, I think identical if i remember right oh okay but they, they went to this big box format with the last printing of it last two or three printings of it. And uh, they also came out with, uh, because yeah, you've got uh, 28 millimeter scaled maps, color maps inside these with cardboard figures uh, that you can run all the adventures that are included. And they came out with three other box sets to go with it. Uh, The Dragon's Den, Goblin's Lair, Haunted Tower. Oh God, am I forgetting one? I don't think I am. Um, Those three, and each one of them had three adventures with three big color maps, couple hundred cardboard cutout figures um all around this the same thing and based for what we call it it's also called people call it the challenger set 
called the black box set. Um, that's mostly what it's known as. It's pretty much basic D&D. The rules are first and fifth level. Um, they never expanded it beyond that. Um, but anyway, getting back to Jade here, uh, you could, in the catalog, you could right away and send money in and get a copy of Jade Hair. It was only available to mail order. So there, there's, there's a reason for its scarcity. It's not a ton, a ton of people did that. I have no idea how many TSR produced. I think they charged you five or 10 bucks for the thing. Um, wow. I have no idea how many 395 is the... Okay, there you go. They did not... I don't, I don't know how many they printed. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I just know how TSR operated back then. They sold them for a year or two, and then they all went to... Whatever was left went in a dumpster. So there's a reason for the scarcity. Uh, it did come with a separate cover, uh, like an old school TSR module. For whatever reason, uh, at least 50% of them, if not 75% of the jade hairs you're going to find in the wild, will not have that cover. Now, I can uh, add to that a little bit. So um, you could order it for the 395 but from what I've read and heard, uh, it also oh, came no, for right. free. Yeah. If you purchased, you know, so many, so many dollars worth of things from yes. the mail order hobby. Yeah. And yep. uh, I guess they decided, you know, especially for the free ones, they just packed it in without a cover. The cover didn't they have anything. Without the cover. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was uh, art from a uh, endless quest adventure on the front. So it didn't even match the contents of yes. the module. Yep. And then the, the, you know, little write up on the back, nothing on the inside. So it was inconsequential yeah, to the actual adventure. My old, my old brain's confusing it with something else, but yes, that's ex exactly right. But that's why you don't, that's why you see a lot of them in the wild don't have the cover. Um, so the misconception being um, that, which I actually just added to was people lost it. Well, they, they may have, yeah, but, some, yeah. but a lot of them did not. Well, come there was it. that. There was that rare version that showed up at North Texas a few years ago that had a cover, but didn't. We're not talking inside. about that. We're not <laughs> talking about that. <laughs> so I, I was fortunate. I, I didn't order it or get it free with mail order. Um, I, I wound up. Uh, I'm a. Some of the guys and listeners might know I, I'm a collector. So back in the day, look at these degenerates. <laughs> How's it going, fellas? <laughs> More frog guy, guys. You want to say hello? I, if I, I can't take it. <laughs> say hello, Bill. I can't. Bill Webb. Oh, uh, this old dungeon. Yeah. So we got Bill Webb, Ken Spencer here, frog guy game folks stopping by. But. We're talking jade hair today. You guys got any opinion on the module of the jade hair? Bill's probably got one. We're uh, we're talking about jade hair. If you have any opinions, you want to. Um, well, what do you want to know? Because I actually, um, the population used to be five. Um, I located two additional copies for collectors um, through Context Mind. And they're actually, there's two copies down in the game bowl. One, one of the two copies. Yeah. Um, I know where all the copies that are. I, know, I do not have them. I temporarily did. I acquired it from somebody else. So I, does, does he have any idea what the original uh, print right run was? Right now, he's, the population is seven Wow, seven of them. Because of course they had to be dumpster dived for. Wow, uh, was the wow is the response here? Wow, wow yeah. Because they they threw they got right threw them out, and um, and some people went out the dumpster and got them. And uh, that's as far like as far as we know, there are only seven. Wow. Yeah, yeah I. There's definitely a few more than that running around out there. Yeah, we played it. Uh, yeah. Alex, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, did he did he say he has played it? Is what he said? He has two copies. He has one train. Have you played it? No. No. It's terrible. <laughs> I've read it. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I have a copy of it. It's, 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 absolutely, it's absolutely awful. Um, it's not as bad as up the garden path, but it's close. There you have it. All right. <laughs> I, think, I think it is the first branch that I have. Well, maybe the artwork has the extra pages. Oh, well. But yeah, it's, it's a. I think the last one sold for $22,000. Ouch. And the one I got for the guy was 15000 Wow. But yeah, it's, it's a. Yeah. Some people might. Dazzlewood might be better. Okay. But he has three of those. <laughs> so I, I, I only know of, I only know of, I think, six copies. Crazy. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. That, yeah, I'm the same. I don't know very many people who have them. I, I, I was 
like I said, you, the odds of you having it that you actually ordered it and still have it, I think are minimal. Um, I've stumbled across mine literally by accident. I mean, this was probably 20, 25 years ago. Now I bought a black box set off eBay. Um, cause I didn't have the smaller version. I had, I got copies of the large box. I didn't have the smaller one and, uh, I got it off eBay, made the transaction, paid 20 bucks for it. Cause nobody wants them back then. Um, they weren't that collectible, but I was just being, you know, the way I am. And, uh, I opened it all up and what was laying in the bottom of the box, bottom of the box. There it was. Uh, but wow. even back then it wasn't that it was a collector item back then, but it wasn't, it wasn't it like it is today. I mean, the last seven to five to seven yeah. years, this stuff has went gone crazy. I, I do remember him selling on eBay for five or 600 bucks. You could get one, uh, maybe 10, 12 years ago. But, uh, I mean, I think if, if you would have put a Jade hair up 25 years ago on eBay, you probably would have got 50 bucks for it. So yeah. it was a find, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't that Notice, crazy of a deal. Plus, plus nobody day, cared about the nobody cared about basic expert. They just yeah. didn't back then. AD&D was everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I did look today, and you know, Lord knows if it's legitimate or not. But uh, there was one selling on eBay for nine thousand right now with a couple That's days insane. left. That's insane. Yeah, it, the scary thing, and we could get into this. The scary thing about the, the Jade hair, if it's a coverless, right? It it would be. I don't want to, I don't really, I don't, I don't even like talking this way. It would not be that difficult to reproduce. Okay, yeah. These are not high quality it. prints. They weren't it's, it, special. Honestly, it really wouldn't, it wouldn't be hard. So I'd be really skeptical and careful, especially at, I mean, obviously these numbers, but we could talk more in detail about what it actually is because it is available on PDF from drive through. So That's right. it's available to everybody R- real quick. Cause it brought up a tangent in my mind. Um, I don't know. Did you guys ever shop for uh, role-playing stuff at Walden Books? Yes. So there was a period of time, I want to say it was late 80s, early 90s, where they were giving away little, you know, like four or five-page modules when you bought something from them. Do you guys remember this? No. They were like kind of... I feel like I did shopping that wasn't did not include actually buying anything. It was all just window (laughs) shopping. (laughs) <laughs> at, least, at least you weren't I'm one of those Edwin people who are doing still on a five finger discounts time. that's what i always hear people yeah. talk about about walden books <laughs> I, I, it wouldn't surprise me i don't i don't recall that i do remember different things at walden and b dalton's was another uh book com- bookstore back in the day that carried that kind of stuff but i yeah. i don't yeah. off the top of my head yeah, but i got maybe two or three of these modules they were uh Real dark prints. It was like every page was like a black background with white and red lettering and stuff. But was that, uh, that three? Was that the three O's? It couldn't have been three O. Not with Walden books. I no, I don't no. Know. It was. I, I it don't was know. Prior to three It was. Uh, well, you need back, to find uh, them in your in your stash. Yeah, you might I'll have, have to look them up. See what the maybe I got a Jade <laughs> hair kind of thing going on here. I don't know. So, uh, but the Jade hair. So what is it? You know, obviously, you know, it's a giveaway module. Um, it's introductory. I mean, it's, it's, you, you know, like a, a first quest kind of scenario. Um, it, it's very, it's, slow it's going. Like it, Go ahead. well, I, I was, so I, I had been sort of led to believe that it was this horrible adventure, but to me, it seems like it's a totally fine bread and butter. Go get the mm-hmm. MacGuffin adventure. Like it seemed like an awesome way to start a like people have never played D&D. It'd be super easy to run. It'd be easy to play. You know what you're supposed to do. The map was interesting. The adventure, meaning that there's a lot of ways to get around the map. Uh-huh. You don't have, it's not a linear dungeon. Uh, there's, there's some, I thought some really nice things about sort of learning how to be a, a player and what your characters can do that are like ways to give you the lesson that weren't, smashed you in the face which is what a lot of the people do oh you fucked up you're dead this was there was there was more of you know there was the stuff of you know you might accidentally break the expensive uh, valuable if you smash the chest but it doesn't explode on you it just you know mm-hmm. you just break the valuable so i actually i thought it was a like a fine it's not great i mean there's nothing great about it but it seemed like a super serviceable adventure that i could totally imagine like turning to the guys right next to me right now and running with about 30 seconds of prep and and they they would know what to do like hey the, the somebody stole the idol from the town and they think it's in a goblin cave go so I, i'm gonna echo everything edwin said here it's look it, you gotta context is everything right this was this was a free giveaway module how much are they really gonna put into it but it's solid i mean if you're gonna if you especially if you're 
you got to remember, this is written for the, the basic version of D&D to introduce people to the game. So what they did is we created a, a very simple little adventure here. Uh, go find the thing. The goblins got it. And the goblins got this nefarious leader. And there's one little twisty monster at the end that to deal with. Uh, it does a really nice job of, of just sitting down and playing D&D for the night. And all the, all the people who are going to say, oh, my God, it's terrible. Oh, my God, it's terrible. I'm with you, Edwin. If you don't tell them what you're playing that night, and you secretly pull out jade hair and change just a cup, not change the name of the idol. They would never know what you're doing, and they would have a blast. I'm, I'm convinced of it. It's a, it's, is it, is it? Look, is it awe-inspiring? No, it's, it's not. There's nothing revolutionary or I mean, about it. But what it's I, what fun. I, what it's I thought fun. about it. The, the one thing I did think about it is that it's. Um, we sort of. So I've been listening to Monster Man for a while, as you guys know, and one of the things that he complains about is that a lot of the monster write-ups are exactly what you expect them to be. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. this adventure is exactly what you expect it yeah. to be. hundred <laughs> percent. You know? yeah. There's, there, there, there's yeah. A, the whole thing. I can only find one room where I'm like, wow, that's, that's novel. That's, you know, if I got in there as a player, I'd have fun in that room for a little while. There, um, there is something cool, but I'll get to it. It's got nothing to do with that actually. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, we talked about on last episode about like, you know, having some uh, like memorable settings, some awe-inspiring settings talked about memorable bad guys and i think the one thing that this falls short on is it really doesn't have either uh and that doesn't mean it's bad it just means that you know it's- I, I i'm gonna disagree with that okay because i think i think for new players the two bad guys at the end would be super memorable especially because there's actually advice to the gm about how to make we're, we can spoil the snot out of this how yeah, to yeah, make yeah. the bugbear interesting uh-huh. like they tell they tell the GM, roar at your players. Like, <laughs> God damn it, that's gonna be memorable. Like if, if you're first time playing D and D and you you killed a bunch of goblins, and then you have this thing described to you, and then all of a sudden your GM is like, Rawr! like I mean, you're gonna remember that. And then I feel like I feel like going up against a, a mage that has some reasonably cool spells. Again. As your first adventure, it's going to be memorable. As your seventh adventure, yeah, you've done this a few times. So mm-hmm. I think, again, in context, context, I think it's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For us right now, it would just be like, you do this with your eyes closed. Like, I mean, yeah, there's there's nothing. This was new, but it's no longer new, maybe. It's the, exactly. Well, like I, I said, even when it came out, though, it wasn't really new, right? I mean, no, it came out in 92. Yeah. I mean, there had been a That's million. True. yeah, yeah. No, but again, let's just like I said, remember the context. It it was made for people new to the game. It was this was not made for veteran role players necessarily. It just just wasn't. Now we're going to talk about how you could have some fun with that, I think, and make it fun for veteran role players. But it's a it's a it's a very good sample of kind of what came in that that whole basic version of D and D is a little similar to that. But you got what the, the things that did really well is you have player descriptions for, for all the rooms, which I, I, yep. I'm old school in that way. I love that in my, my books. Look, if you don't want to use it, then don't use it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't care. I never get that, but, uh, that argument. People are like, oh, I, I hate it when they give you the box text. It's like, oh, what? why do you care? Just don't use it. You know, <laughs> exactly. I, it's there for people that want it. Why, you know, it's a bo- Bennett. Yeah, it's, it's a bonus, bonus. right? Look, yeah. at, look at it that way. It's a bonus. But they, they do that. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it does exactly what it's supposed to do i i really do one, I, one I thing there's some like i don't say there's a couple of cool features the the magic user is kind of intriguing to look at right the neck uh, warlock right warlock, at the yeah. end at the warlock, end yeah. uh, not fifth edition you, warlock just just warlock right, right, in name just, no no he's a, he's a right, fourth edition a eight, he's a fourth edition magic user which is not all that powerful well, folks. Yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but and, and and this guy fourth edition trick- magic user would be powerful <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this guy in particular now i know they kind of set him up to be a you know kind of be cool and, and give the pcs a little bit of a battle but they also kind of neuter him he doesn't yeah. have a sleep spell he doesn't have a magic <laughs> missile spell he doesn't have a burning hand so he, like he could literally wipe out a part a fourth level magic user that's first level a first level group could literally wipe them out. He yeah, doesn't really have any magic that, that spell selection. not like that. He's got a fun spell selection. Don't get me wrong, but he's yeah. not. He, you know, if if you wanted to just like, bam, knock him out, he ain't gonna do it. But when well, I love, um, it's nicely got like set that. up. Good. I was gonna say it's nicely set up so that you actually potentially encounter him three times. Yeah. In in the course of like half an hour, you know, of yes. gaming. 
but but I, I like that it's not like I feel like often it's like oh and then the big bad teleports away it's like no the big bad escapes and then comes back at you and then tries to escape again but you have another chance at him and to me that's like that is a, I think a running battle that if done well I would remember that like that's a yeah. you know a yep. three phase battle against this this jerk yeah That'd I think like you said if, if you were just to read through it on its face, the adventure looks kind of plain Jane, right? And I think we can all agree that. But if you take some time to kind of look at it, there's 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 definitely some nuance to it, which which is fun. Um, one uh, one piece I wanted to to put out here as part of this is the we talked about the the Tower of Xenopus, and I feel like this is sort of the flip side of that. That that was a grab bag of here's everything a D and D adventure can be. Like here's all these different areas and here's all. The, Whereas this is, here's what a well-themed, focused adventure mm -hmm. can be. Like, sure. this is what it is, and it's nothing else. Whereas the Xenopus was sort of this grab bag of, and they're both very useful training things. They're both good ways to learn. So I think that this is also a nice model of, of sort of having a through line and sticking to it. Yeah. Well, for sure. Which it makes it, it feel simple, but it's, it, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's the, the humanoids took this valuable thing that we just happened to leave laying around so they could steal it trope, but they do it. It's, 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 Don't go tight. Down the well. it's tight. It's well-focused. I, I it's fine for what it is. Again, would I, would I run out and buy it, buy it for $9,000? Cause it's the coolest venture ever. Not, no, <laughs> God, no. Um, but uh, it, it's got some cool things to it. I mean, the, the, you know, we'll spoil it right here. That one of the end creatures, there's a, there's a gargoyle at the very end. And they try to say, well, it's a weaker gargoyle. He's younger. Well, you still need magical weapons to hit the damn thing. This this could get very ugly very quick, even though it is a weaker gargoyle. I'm thinking, okay, they just, especially if they that warlock kind of beat him down. This 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 absolutely could be a TPK TPK. Event. <laughs> That's right. I forgot Without about the gargoyle. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. could take him right out. To me, the most the, the most intriguing fun part about this module is at the very end. There's a box text, and it's not a read aloud. I don't know why they boxed it, but they did. About the the so the point of this adventure is the PCs track this jade rabbit idol down gotta get it from this warlock and return it to these these villagers who kind of you know worship this thing it's part of their culture you know uh that, that they really need it but there's this box text all about well if the PCs want to take this and go sell it somewhere here's how they just know how they're thinking so they just absolutely yeah, know yeah. that at introductory players are automatically going to be thinking well Maybe we go sell this instead of taking it back to the villagers. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah, that yeah. great. One thing that we didn't mention, I think, is interesting is the the whole adventure has kind of an Arabian Nights sort of theme to it. It's a Middle Eastern yeah. Southern setting. Yeah. Uh, and this came out the same year as Al Qadim, so I have no idea if there's an influence uh, going on there. I couldn't it, find it, out what months the two of them were released. So it could um, be this, this could this, stock, perhaps. Yeah. This, this could absolutely be. Uh, you know, Al-Qadim reject material. And yeah, the, that's the why mad warlock right. is Abu Gabar, which is yeah. kind of a nice, yeah. you know, uh, almost feels uh, Aladdin-y. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, and the village well, name one is thing, the same thing. It's a Middle Eastern. Right, yeah, the village name. Yeah, the, yeah one, one thing that I think is uh, is interesting also is that this has, uh, I would say, almost a story gamer, uh, well, same with Tuma Horror's uh, approach to the beginning of, like, you're here at the beginning of the adventure and here's why like mm -hmm. there's no yeah. you know there's no <laughs> there's a you little bit the tavern, about, yeah. you know what the village is and stuff but it's it's basically oh and then you find this guy who takes you to the cave and you're now there go it's which, tight like again, i said I... what which is tight yeah for a short adventure for a con yep. game for, like that's exactly how i would start a con game like you're at the mouth of the cave and here's why you're at the mouth of the cave go I'm telling you, I want to run this this weekend now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to find some <laughs> yeah. people. I'm going to go grab a board. Gonna, gonna, I'm not going to tell them what we're playing, but we're going to play it. Now, now, you know, yeah, well, come on out here. We've got we've got five players here that would that would probably I, uh, yeah. Would, <laughs> this would be this would be fun. So let's talk about what we so we talk about what it is, right? So uh, that probably spent way too much time talking about what it actually is, but so but that's us. a good feel for it I think. but that's i think we got a good feel for it so what would we do so i i'm i'll let one of you guys go first what would you do to to mix this up a little bit or this old dungeon in let's sure you two guys me, can't, can't point your fingers at each other all day long here. <laughs> for me uh i i it needs something that's that's memorable not just because it's the first time it happened but because it's unique and different from every other thing that you'll go through throughout your gaming experience 
So I really liked there's a, a magician's laboratory. Well, first off, this this warlock yes. Abdul Jabbar Gabar, um, he's kind of a fuck up. He uh, he can't <laughs> figure, he, he feels the jade hair thinking it's powerful, and then he can't figure it out. Can't figure out what to do with it. Um, and then he's got this laboratory where everything he's tried has gone wrong. So there's all those these potions. four side, those four potions are awesome. Yeah. They yes, are, they are. They hot. You know, to this, give you an example, like the, they the channeled their inner makes the your unknown. nose turn purple. Uh, it's just some weird stuff. So I, I would I lean those. real hard so. into that. I would have a lot more examples of that uh, within his, uh, his whole complex what about, there. What about down in Goblin Land? I think I feel like he's probably experimented on the goblins too. That that's what I would do. See, I would take. Instead of having a bugbear, because they're going to run into 100 bugbears throughout their 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 adventuring career, I would have him have like this goblin tied up on a table with all this, you know, stuff plugged into him or whatever. And then he releases it in one of the first confrontations with him and runs off. And I would have it be like when you slay the goblin, he like suddenly like shakes and goes all, you know, uh, Mr. Hyde on you. And then give him the stats of like a hobgoblin. And then when you slay the hobgoblin, he shakes and goes all Mr. Hyde on you. And then give him the stats of the bugbear. But don't tell him, oh, it's a hobgoblin or bugbear. But it's just this right, crazy right. little goblin that keeps mutating under these weird uh, magical influences. Um, so I would do that stuff. Um, the jade hair, I think, uh, it, it like Bill was kind of alluding to there at the end, it kind of basically tells you, oh, it's really just a pretty idol. It doesn't, it, it resonates magic, but doesn't do anything particular. Um, but it does talk earlier in the adventure about that uh, idol having come from a, a very uh, ancient earlier culture that was uh, it kind of hinted that they maybe were, were not so good, uh, that they were nomadic and, and, and maybe some, some somewhat uh, seedy people. Um, I would have it be some connection to your next. Not adventure. that we tie those two things together. Oh, no, 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 not at all. No, I'm just saying those are qualities that were described of these people. So I think maybe if uh, if maybe the the warlock had like some weird uh, map of ruins and it turns out if you put the, the jade hair on top of it, the, the fractals of the crystal make the ruins bend and form like some description of where like this lost tomb of these nomadic people is. And, and maybe there's treasure there, you know, have it lead to the next thing. Um there's that. And then the last thing of my three things, um, it talks about, like, like you guys had said, there's this guy at the very beginning of the game that just tells you, oh, yeah, man, I sold that wizard some stuff a while back. Uh, he lives in that cave over there. Uh, I would have it be, you know, if you wanted this to be more of a, than just a one night adventure, I'd have part of it being them trying to figure out where the wizard went off to. And then maybe, you know, you set it up with three different possibilities because, you know, that's the rule of thumb. Always give players three different ways to find something so maybe you have uh you know the ranger can track the the goblins that took it back through the forest to the cave maybe you have a the merchant that we're talking about be on the side of the road selling cast iron cauldrons and oh yeah you know i sold that guy some some lab equipment you know uh stuff like that have, have them be able to find their way to the cave because i think that's part of the adventure that you miss out on is the overland travel and the random encounters and the trying to find your way there so if you were going to yeah, so if you're going to put it in a home game, you probably want to do that. If you were going to run it as a con game, as is, yeah, not, well, not. Uh, I mean, that part of it being as is for con, just right, cut to the yeah, chase. Right. Yeah. The uh, I, the one thing I think that I would, I think I would want to do is probably make the idol actually helping the village to give us a ticking clock, uh, so that there's some bad that is befalling the village because the idol has been taken. Because I think that gives us a little bit more. It not only gives a little more pressure on the players to go, on the characters to go get the thing, but I think it makes the payoff of succeeding better. Because then not only have they rescued it and made them happy, but they've rescued it and actually it stops the disease, removes the the horde of undead. It does something again, big and exciting and memorable. Uh, that so that they can sort of come riding into town with that with that jade idol uh and have it be like a a thing um as opposed to like oh yay our thing that we don't actually know what it does but we like it a lot um <laughs> a lot less so chance for I, them to go sell it yeah and less chance for them or if they do sell it right there's a little <laughs> more weight on on that decision yeah um, so yeah i think i think i would i think i would want to do something with the idol 
Um, I do like your ideas of, uh, yeah, of taking that uh, mad magic and having it extend a little bit outside of the laboratory. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I think I'd happily run it basically as it is. Um, what do you What do you have there, Phil? Uh, okay, I'm gonna go way off the reservation, so I'm gonna make the idol Good. actually. Um, if I'm gonna this old dungeon, it, I'm I'm gonna make the idol actually. Uh, bring back, and Lou mentioned earlier that this was from a, a, an older race. I'm going to have it as basically a vessel for that older race to come in and take over the bodies of all the goblins in the, in the mm. Warren. And actually the warlock got kicked out and he's actually the dude that says, Hey, that war, I sold some stuff to the warlock. He's over there. He's actually the warlock. <laughs> he got kicked out of his own cave. Nice. Um, nice. So that was a new big bad, and uh, based on this jade hair, I'm not sure what I would do. I would actually maybe even have a jade hair that's alive. I would do something fun with it. I think like that. I would really, I think I would take, and I don't do this a lot. I would go way off the reservation with this one, and uh, and and twist it like that. And so they, the PCs really have no idea what they're walking into and have to figure it out as they go through. I would leave the potion room kind of almost as it is. I love that. It's just, to me, it screams in search of the unknown. Be one with the, with the pool room. Pools, the, yeah. Take different drinks and weird shit happens. I love that. But uh, I think that's what I would so do. Is that ancient, an ancient civilization of giant rabbits? Maybe. <laughs> we have, uh, yeah, Henry, you know what? Uh, was it, and is it Henry? Henry? And I could link it to Gamble. <laughs> somehow. Harry, right? The- um, Harry, Harry, yeah. These are the original hoppers. Um, but, <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I would. I think that's where I would go with it. Just uh, I would get rid of the goblins altogether and just turn them into these things. And then, and then the PCs are. And to me, I like put it, that. What inspired me at the end was saying, "Oh, the PCs could go sell this instead of take it back." And it, that got me thinking about the idol itself. Right? It, it, mm-hmm. it's, the module's called the Jade Hair. I'm going to really buy into that. So I, I like the idea of that. The end. Now they're standing there holding this jade hair idol because uh, they've you know done done whatever they need to do to get it back to that. Now they're in a quandary. What do they do with it? Right? Do they take it back to the village? Because God only knows what happens if they do that. Do they try to go sell it somewhere? Do they try to keep it and use it on their own? I think I, more to I, I, I love it. to think some more on it um, to do something. But that I think that's where I would go. I would. I, I, I know a lot of times I say I like modules the way they are, and I do. I like like Edmondson. If I had to run this tonight, I'd run it exactly the way it is here at Game Hall, and we'd have fun. But if I'm going to run this as a home game, I'm I'm going to warp the hell out of this one. I think. Uh, but the map is great, like we talked about. It's 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 yeah. it's fun. It's a fun little now, map. Now um, I, I will dissent on that one. I I think the layout of the map is great. I mean, it's really well done tactically, and like Edwin said, yeah. you've got all different paths you can go on it. But visually, it is about the most boring map I've ever seen. It looks like it was like just well, like geometric forms on a computer linked together. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to be the voice of reason. Keep taking this back. F R E E. This thing was free. I can tell you, they weren't gonna spend <laughs> a lot that. of money on producing this thing. But it, it's a fun map to use. That's a, let's 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 all agree on that. Right? Yeah. It's a fun map to use. It, no, it's not visually yeah. exciting by looking at it. Uh, but so I, I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, take us out of our little thing here. So again, one of the cool things about game hole here is, is uh, Merle Rasmussen just walked by and was talking to Ben. So that's, so when I say this isn't necessarily an old school convention, it is because a lot of the old school guys are. So Merle Rasmussen was just here. I talked to Zeb cook earlier today, was here at the booth. Him and I chatted for a while. Um, so you got, if you're looking for some old school personalities, they're definitely here. Alan hammock is here. As I say, I hung out with Alan him last here. night. Yeah. So uh, uh, it, it's great to catch up with all those guys. Cause they, they are here. At least uh, some of them are here. I should say. Nice. Did either of you guys get a chance to talk to Monty Cook? I I did not. No, no. I I, I no. like I said. I walked in. I kind of peeked into the 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 party room, and I, I walked right back out. So, uh, I, all my usual suspects were over in another room. <laughs> I just went and hung out with them. Yeah. So anyway, that's 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 it for me on on, on Jade here. I guess I think uh, I think that's where I would go with it. But it, it's fun, and like I said, guys, if you're interested in it. And you're interested. Uh, it's available on drive through. I think it's a buck ninety nine. It's a look. I, I know it's small. I know it's short. There's not much to it. But for two bucks, it's really cool to be able to look at something. And uh, for what it is, again, it's a it's a look back of, of 90, early nineteen nineties TSR, uh, kind of what they were throwing around out there. To me, those windows are always cool to look into. Um, what you're not going to get out of it is why on earth is this a 
thousand, four thousand, five thousand dollar collectible. Uh, it is because they just simply don't Where exist. Hey, it's Jason hey. Hobbs. How's it going? Um, it's uh, they 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 are ridiculously scarce, and I, I like I said, I have one. I'm just out of pure luck, honestly. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Well, it's one of the earlier writings of uh, John Nephew, who went on to do Arc, Arcs Magica. So, kinda, he wrote some other, John wrote some other that. really great stuff too. Yeah. I think it did whatever you, it, I, like I said, I, I'll, I'll, I'll keep saying it. I'm getting, I know people get tired of hearing it. I think this does exactly what it was supposed to do. <laughs> um, do we have any, uh, any input, any feedback from our many fine listeners today? Uh, we, we do not or have. Or they've been uh, laying off a little bit on there. I think uh, we shocked them. I think we shocked them so much with that last one. They might be quiet for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't uh, put together any of the listener mail for today. I figured today was just a okay. special uh, at Game Hole Con uh, episode. So no. Represent no the new title us. Yes. No, <laughs> uh, we, we will be doing the, uh, the geek credit, but we're not doing it today. Uh, we'll, we'll come back with that here in, in future episodes here. Awesome. All right. Well, man, it's been awesome. good catching up with you guys. And uh, I wish was I was there. We wish you were here. All right. wish, <laughs> wish all of you were here. If you're listening, we wish you were here. Yeah. And we want you to come by and say hello. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, all right. We'll catch everybody again in, in a pretty short time. We're hoping to, to have another episode out in, in just a, a week or two here. Uh, catching up with some uh, some of the silver boulet guys so perfect yeah, yeah absolutely all right till next well, guy, time guys good afternoon Happy from here see yeah. you all later see you at Game one ball. and five all right that's right uh, <laughs> bye guys you've been listening to this old dungeon copyright 2022 the views expressed by the hosts and guests are well hey we're just a bunch of bullshitters so you do the math if you have any requests or any correspondence you'd like to send send it to this old dungeon at gmail.com have a wonderful day